Hello, y'all. Uh, why did I say y'all? I know why I said y'all. There are two Texans here. That's the reason. It's, I get very affected by Texans and by Southerners in general. For those of you outside of the United States, there are a lot of you, y'all is the way in which Americans living in Southern states say you in the plural. Because we don't have a you plural like... Uh, like many other languages do. So y'all works. I, I actually like y'all. You're referring to all of you. You'd say all of you, they'd say y'all. Anyway, that's why it happened. I just wanted to explain that. So welcome to the Fireside Chat. Otto was with me, and so was Snoopy, but he may get up because his mom left the room. And he is definitely more attached to her than to me. I can handle it. But I did want you to know that Otto has a brother. These guys really are close, by the way. Incidentally, I realized, it just hit me that, he's going back to sleep, great. Uh, it hit me that some of you may wonder, how could the dog be there and I never pet him uh, during the broadcast? And that's because, I mean, I could, but it would seem a bit odd. Also, I don't want to wake him up. You see, that's the thing. I, it's better that he sleeps because he's... Okay, Otto, no problem. All's good. I think he was a little shocked that I just rubbed him. But I rub him a lot. I just want you to know that for the record, I don't want you to think that I'm around my dogs and I don't pet them. I pet them a lot. In fact, that's part of the reason humans were created, was to entertain dogs. If, if a dog could think, they would be convinced that we were created for them. Is there any other relationship in the world, now that I think of it, where all you do is take care of another. I mean, to the, to the extent of even cleaning their waste. Uh, it's, it's a remarkable thing what we do for cats, too. And by the way, there's a question, do I like cats? There's one of the questions. I like cats, too. I'm allergic. That's the problem. Anyway, great to be with you. This is a chance every week for me to offer you some thoughts and take your questions. It's completely unrehearsed as this inauspicious beginning probably made clear and let me begin Los Angeles Times Sunday edition front page as you can see the front page conservative radio host is an internet smash there's a picture of yours truly over there the article is about me and about PragerU front page LA Times and uh, it, it's, I got a lot of comments on it, but I won't offer you, but I just want to comment on a couple of things. First, the way in which, of course, I expected, I expected worse, to be honest. So, but there's, it's very hard to honestly attack PragerU. We're very calm, we're very sophisticated, and we're very committed to accuracy and truth. Really, 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 like fanatically committed. So it's very hard. They, they, they quoted some professors saying, we have inaccuracies, but they don't point out any. I hear that all the time, people who don't like us. Oh, they lie, which is a terrible word, by the way. And then they never give an example. They... they or the examples they give are just simply not, not accurate. The, 
the, the, one of the biggest is our video, the, the Charlottesville hoax given by CNN a reporter that it's just not true that the president of the United States said that they were good Nazis. He never said that in, uh, about Charlottesville. And we, we, it's, it's, we could prove it. And, and it also defies all logic. Anyway, there aren't examples. So what do they write? It's very interesting here. I want to read to you uh, uh, two things, just, just two things from this article. Uh, the concise videos PragerU launches onto the Internet every week to indoctrinate and motivate conservatives have been watched more than two billion times. And he keeps using the word indoctrinate. So here's a question to show you. This is just one of thousands of examples of the media being uh, uh, inaccurate and, and indeed just not telling the truth. Do they ever use indoctrinate with regard to anything liberal or left? Does it exist? Does, does any left-wing site or liberal site indoctrinate? No, they educate. They inform they communicate, they broadcast, but a conservative group that indoctrinates. Also, how do you indoctrinate people in five minutes? Also, uh, don't you have the right to turn it off or never tune in? Indoctrinate implies, even if it doesn't mean it, it implies that you're like a captive, sort of like you are on a college campus. Uh, <laughs> If there is indoctrination, that's the irony. It is almost all on the left. I mean, how many of you get conservative ideas on a college campus or in a high school for that matter? And now increasingly in elementary school. So the use, see, he shouldn't have said indoctrinate. It, 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 it tips the hand of the LA Times reporter that this is not a news piece. This is this is the way I, on the left, view it. But they view any conservative ideas indoctrination. That's what's going on here. The other, which I want to deal with, because it, 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 it's so commonly said by those who don't like what we do. Here. Los Angeles-based Prager University, a registered charity, is legally prohibited from politicking. Okay, we don't, it's irrelevant, but... It isn't truly a university and doesn't have a campus. But it has more, okay, fine. What does it mean we're not truly a university? I, I get that all the time. I see that all the time. Oh, well, it's called university. It's not really, it's a, that, that, that's just not true. It's not a university. Why aren't we a university? Now, if university means, by definition, you grant degrees, and you are accredited by whoever accredits universities to be a, a degree-granting place, then we're not a university. Uh, but is that, the is that the only definition? My contention is that it is a university, but it doesn't grant degrees, and it's not accredited, and that, that's absolutely accurate. We don't, we don't portray ourselves as what we're not. But if a university is a place to learn and learn and learn and study and study and study and gain wisdom, then why aren't we a university? Listen, I, I say with complete honesty, unless your child is going to study STEM, 
science, technology, um, what is the E for, um, and, and math, what is the E, what does the E stand for? Engineering. Engineering, right, thank you. So yes, obviously we can't, we can't teach you how to be a doctor or an engineer, but uh, I do, I believe uh, with utter conviction that if you or your child uh, watched all of our videos, and that you'd have to watch them a few times, they're really very, they're very, they're entertaining, but they're very dense. They're, they have a lot of information and ideas in, in the five minutes. If you watched all of them a few times, read the accompanying material, uh, you, would, uh, you would leave much wiser and understanding about life and have a greater understanding about life than if you went to almost any uh, college uh, in, uh, in America and perhaps the world. I, I am convinced of that. And uh, I'm more convinced the more videos that we put up. So uh, I, I don't mind that people knock us, oh, well, they're not a university. It doesn't bother me at all. But I don't know if it's true if, if, if university doesn't definitionally mean degree granting or accredited. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the way I look at that. Uh, critique of us. Well, they're not really a university. Are we, are, what if it was called Prager uh, Place of Learning? Would that be okay? We say, oh, it's not really a place of learning. Well, why not? It's Prager School. Well, it's not really a school. But it, it's all of those things. Okay. I'm not saying it defensively. I'm saying it is. And, and by the way, we have on our opening page that we're, we're not accredited and we don't grant degrees and so on. We, we, we don't claim to be anything that we're not. We looked it up, by the way, in the very beginning. There were all sorts of places universities are used. I mean, what was one of them? Donut University, where you you know you learned how to make donuts or something to that. Uh, something about that. That makes perfect sense to me. People understand what you mean. You will learn about donuts. Well, here you learn about life. Anyway, they they keep having these big articles, uh, folks on the left. And they, they try to portray us in somewhat of a negative light, but there's really not much you can show negatively. We, we're a very sophisticated operation. You know, we have four Pulitzer Prize winners. We have three former prime ministers. We have professors and scientists from, from the most prestigious universities. So we're, we're very careful, we're, but we believe that Actually, we do believe that facts, common sense, are enough to have someone reject a lot of the stuff that they are told in high school and college about life. All right. Anyway, it's, uh, the article is, is easily found uh, at the LA Times site. Uh, and I th oh, we put it up anyway at, uh, at, at the Prager University. I know at DennisPrager.com we did. All right, to uh, some of your questions here. Danny Paris, 28 years old, Orange County, California. What are your thoughts on Trump telling Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib that if they're not happy here, they can leave. If they don't like it here, they can leave. Now, uh, I don't remember the exact quote. I think part of it was, and uh, or at least another time, I don't know. I should... Uh, but again, this is spontaneous. I don't rehearse these questions. Uh, 
I believe he said, leave, go for a year, and then come back and tell us how to fix our country. I think that that was what the issue was. Uh, but uh, at least in the case of Ilan Il- Omar uh, and, uh, and Somalia, uh, I, if, I were, if I were the president, I wouldn't tweet these things. Or I wouldn't make... It, was it a tweet? I think it was a tweet. He said it. Too. He said it? Yeah. Uh, I, I know how words can open me up to... I, I'm attacked anyway, but I, I don't want to give ammunition to those who oppose me. He, he does with a lot of these things. But I made peace with it. it it's, there's... Uh, Donald Trump prevented the left from ruining my country. That is how I view it. The left ruins every country, not liberals. I'm a big fan of liberals, true liberals. I don't agree with them, but I respect them. But the left is a, is a, is a f- force of chaos in music and art. Whatever it touches, it ruins. And uh, music and art were too... too I, I, I give examples of these, uh, still instill the best hope my book about the left, America, and Islamism. It's a very important thing that I wrote. I spent a lot of years making the case. I, I hope you will read it. Still the best hope. And I delineate what, what, the, what the left has done to the arts and to religion and to government. Look at what it's done to big cities in America. The left has run big cities for decades. And... and what, what improves? It improves for the wealthy, but what 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 is what improves for the for the poor, and especially for the minorities in in the inner city? It's just astonishing to me. Look at what look at Venezuela, look at Cuba, uh, and and now this notion that socialism is better than capitalism, people benefiting from the greatest idea in economics in history that has lifted billions out of poverty, capitalism. And it's getting a bad name. Uh, it's, it's like all of this is unbelievable. Anyway, Donald Trump prevented that from happening for four more years. Everyone's a package. Uh, so there, there are things. He, he, he emotes. His emotions are based on, 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 on often accurate assessments. These four women in Congress are, are destructive forces. I, and I think they loathe America. I mean, all of that is accurate. That's what his anger comes from. He just doesn't say it in a sophisticated way. But they're disgusting. <laughs> they truly are. And, and, and two of them are anti-Semitic to boot, which usually goes hand in hand. So that is hatred of America and, and, uh, and anti-Semitism frequently go hand in hand. Certainly hatred of Israel and hatred of America are often tied together. So that's what it emanates from. So there are ways of saying it. If he'd have said, to be honest, these four women are making America worse, that would have been, in my opinion, more powerful than, than what was it? If they don't like it, they can leave. It is. But what am I going to do? It's, this is the man. 
who's done so much good as president. So he emotes. There's no filter between his passion and his speech. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm not the president he is. So the, the notion, well, if I were, is stupid. It's just stupid. This is who he is. I, I, uh, uh, Barack Obama spoke really well, really sophisticatedly, and left America worse than when he became president, in my opinion. Chad, 48, Phoenix, Arizona. Do you ever feel like you belong in another era? If you could live another 100-year span in another 100-year span in history, when would it be? Well, it's a very tough thing to answer because uh, medicine has been so great in, in my lifetime, uh, and I am the, the, the beneficiary of the sophisticated nature of, uh, of, of surgery, for example. Uh, I would have had a paralyzed left arm were it not for great surgery uh, on the spine. And I'm, I'm great. I function perfectly normally thanks to modern medicine. So, but if you exclude modern medicine, let's say there were modern medicine in 1456, would I, what, what hundred a year period? Well, I have a certain nostalgia for uh, the era uh, pre preceding this one, uh, mid-century United States. Uh, when I, my late parents spoke about growing up in America, is, is he at it? Is he, he's really out? Let, let's, let's, let's hear him for a moment. Do you hear him? Are you getting him? You know, his snoring at night actually relaxes us. It's, it's a very, very touching thing. Otto, you're the man. Otto has a what-me-worry attitude to life. Nothing really uh, perturbs him. My parents spoke of growing up. Uh, let's see, my father was born in 1918. My mother was born in 1919. And they speak of growing up, and they grew up in, in, in the Depression. And then World War II, and my father fought in the Pacific for almost three years. But they speak of life. They spoke, obviously. They're not with us. They spoke of life growing up in America. The, for example, my mother would walk from the subway, and they grew up in New York City. They, she would walk from the subway at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. alone, zero fear. It's almost impossible for those of us who grew up the next generation to think that way. The uh, you went to public school as they did, and you you were immersed in a in, in a value system that was that would to be today considered of course conservative. You honored your teachers. You you honored your clergy. You honored America. You honored the flag. You honored your parents. This this uh, this was a different this was a different uh, era. Now, of course, there were terrible things like Jim Crow in the South and segregation and racism. I know that. I, I fully I, I and, and it's a tragedy and it's awful. But it's not the whole story either. Okay. Mikey, twenty five, Pennsylvania. Hello, Mister Prager. Is an avid cigar smoker. I am enjoying every bit of my experience with the beautiful Stogies. Save one thing. No matter how hard I try, I cannot consistently blow a good smoke ring. 
It is very frustrating, I tell you. Any advice? Well, first, Mikey, let me say you probably have a very happy life. If that's on the level of frustration in your life that you can't blow a smoke ring, you're doing well. <laughs> I can't blow one either, but I don't think I've ever really attempted. I will, though, on the basis of this question. So I have no advice. You have to ask somebody who definitely knows how to do that. P.S. Loving the Rational Bible answered many of my questions. I believe my books, The Rational Bible, two of the five volumes are out, will answer a lot of your questions about life. That's right. That's why I'm working so hard on them. It, it is a commentary on the most important book ever written, the Bible. The Rational Bible. I really hope you'll read it. P.P.S. Is it appropriate to address you as Dennis, or should I stick with Mr. Prager? Whatever you feel comfortable with. If you say Mr. Prager and you're 25, I don't think I would say, uh, no, 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 call me Dennis. But if you call me Dennis, I certainly wouldn't say, call me Mr. Prager. But I think it's good for young people to begin with Mr., Ms., Mrs. That I do believe. Uh, again, when I grew up, uh, every adult was Mr. or Mrs. or Miss. Every single one. Uh, there were teachers whose first names I still don't know. I, I never knew their first names. That was good because it showed a separation. I am not my teacher's equal. I am not my elder's equal. I am not my parents' equal. That's good. The left has destroyed all hierarchy because equality is their passion. They hate hierarchy. So that the teacher and the student are equal, the parent and the child are equal, the, uh, the, the clergyman and, and, the, and the congregant are equal. I mean, I, I, I'm, I was stunned, I remember. I grew up, of course, I'm Jewish, and I, nobody called the rabbi by his first name. <laughs> it, it was unheard of, unheard of. People who were older than the rabbi said rabbi. In, in, in the church, the same thing. You were older than the pastor, still said pastor or reverend or father. Not, hey, Jack, how you doing? Today it's, hi, I'm Jack, your, your new pastor. No, I'm your pastor. That, that's, that's better. That's, that's, that's good for society, the concept of hierarchy. That's why I, I'm asked a lot because I, I, my biggest belief is the Ten Commandments would solve the problems of the human race to a large extent if people just lived by those. And the, um, so I'm often asked, well, Dennis, what do you think the most important of the Ten Commandments is? And I've had different answers at different times in my life. Right now, I lean toward honor your father and mother. Almost everything follows from that. Because if you start out with this something higher than me, life will be better. God is higher than you. Your teacher is higher than you. Your parent is higher than you. That's good. That's important. Tony Ann, 22, Kingston, Jamaica. Hi, Tony Ann. Hi there, Mr. Dennis, person, sir. <laughs> I've struggled a lot with procrastination and, and being able to get away with it ever, and due to, that we're missing the word too, and due to being able to get away with it very often, 
I fear one day it may be too late to fix something. What can I do to motivate myself and not fall into this situation? Well, at 22, you're a wise young person. Uh, that's, that's, this is what you need to know. Life consists of habits, good habits and bad habits. It's hard to break a good habit, and it's hard to break a bad habit. So at, you've got to figure out a way to outsmart yourself. Uh, I totally am a procrastinator, uh, so I have, uh, I have worked out so many methods to uh, undo the damage of my nature in that regard. Uh, so what I've done is, for example, I've taken on vast numbers of projects in life. That forces me to work. I, 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 I rather play. I, I fully acknowledge it. Uh, but uh, I, I have, I just simply have no choice. I have to have a column in every Monday for publication on Tuesday. And in case you didn't know, I have a column every Tuesday. I, there are about a thousand of them on the internet. I'd love to make more of them. One of, one of my books is edited columns. It's called Think a Second Time. It's got 44 essays on 44 subjects. And I write about a lot of different subjects because I care about everything. But I don't have a choice. By, by 6 o'clock Pacific Time, USA, on Monday, I have to have a column in. So if I procrastinate, I pay the price, but I still got to get it in. I can't procrastinate beyond 6 o'clock on Monday. <laughs> so uh, I may have procrastinated in that I didn't write the column till Monday, which has happened. Uh, I prefer to write it over the weekend and be more relaxed, but it is what it is. I procrastinate, but I still get it done because I have no choice. So if you're a procrastinator, take on work. And then you have no choice. Would I, would I rather get up later? I've, I, you know, I took a 9 a.m. Uh, broadcast. I've been broadcasting uh, for, for 35 years. And uh, about 25 years ago, I got a, national, a nationally syndicated show. And my station at the time said, well, you want to be on 9 to noon or noon to 3? They had openings in both time slots. And, and I thought for a moment, wow, 12 to 3. I could sleep till 10 every day. That's great because I like to go to bed at 3. That's the way, that's my circadian rhythm is I'd rather be up late and wake up late. But then I thought, I'm going to kill every day then. I'm going to force myself to get up early. I'm going to take the early show. And that's why I took the earlier show. I have no choice but to get up earlier. So you have to sort of outsmart yourself. By the way, knowing what your weaknesses are is a key to a good life, but knowing what your strengths are, are is, is equally a key to a good life. You must know both. There is no one on earth with no strengths, and there is no one on earth with no weaknesses. That person has not yet been invented. So you have to know both, and then, then you could work it through. The other way is to, uh, if you have a bad habit, is to just think one day at a time, like in the 12-step program. 
can I not do that or do that today? Not forever. Can I just today not procrastinate? I'll do X, Y, and Z when I have to or when I should. Then the next day, oh, well, just today. In other words, just like the alcoholic, the recovering alcoholic takes one day at a time, you can't tell an alcoholic you can't have a drink to the rest of your life. It's over. So they, but you say, can you go today without a drink? Yeah, I, I, I could go today without a drink. Then tomorrow, can you go today without a drink? Yeah. And the same thing here. Then it will become a habit. Just do it one day. Don't, don't aim to break it forever. Can you do it one day? And then can you do it tomorrow? Okay, Mark. Let's see. Okay. All right. I thought, did I not take Mark on the immigrants? No? All right, I'll take him another time. David 60, Kirkwall, Orkney Island, Scotland. Dear Mr. Prager, thank you for your calm words of wisdom in a chaotic world. You're welcome. That's exactly right. It's calm words of wisdom in a chaotic world. It has become clear to me that swearing, and particularly the F word, has become more and more common in everyday use, and increasingly so by women. Do you have any thoughts about this? Thank you. Do I have thoughts about this? That's another breakdown. Uh, I, I am not a, uh, I'm not a prude on swearing. I, I, in, in private, I think it's very different. I mean, I don't do it much in private either. I do it pretty rarely. By the way, the less you curse or swear, whatever word you want to use, the more powerful it is if you ever do. Then, it's, then it can be, you know... See, it's like the comedians who rely on it, it it's not as funny as if they use it periodically. But uh, when politicians have started to use it now, people in interviews use it, and... Uh, you know, the mayor of Los Angeles said it's a great effing day when, they, when the Los Angeles Kings hockey team won the Stanley Cup a few years ago. And all these kids watching and the mayor just using the F word. It's, it's a breakdown. It's like broken windows. People think, eh, it's, what? it's a broken windows. Or graffiti, eh. But... Uh, it was shown that if you don't repair broken windows, you end up ultimately with terrible crimes in your neighborhood. I, I see public swearing as an example of broken windows. It's a sign that things are declining. And I, and I, I was vindicated. This is very interesting. My wife and I were invited to the biggest state prison, I believe, in America, in Louisiana, Angola State Prison. It's gigantic. A lot of prisoners there, and a lot of murderers. We were invited to spend the day there. In fact, I even went into death row where men are waiting to be executed. I'll tell you about that another time. I had a very big moral dilemma when I entered that, uh, that place. Anyway, a, uh, they hired a warden years ago named Burl Kane, the man to run that prison. It was the most notorious prison in America. 
for murder and rape. I mean, male-male rape. It's, it's an all-male prison. Prisoners were beaten, murdered, and, and raped routinely. The place was, was, was hell. Angola State Prison, Louisiana. This guy cleaned it up in a few years. He should be a legend in American life, but, and I know why he's not. Because he was a Christian, or is a Christian. And he used religious ideas to change the prison. Almost all the prisoners now get degrees in theology, in theology, religious studies. And do you know one of the things that he instituted immediately? No swearing. The guards would be severely punished if they, if they used the curse word, and the prisoner would be. That was one of the handful of things that turned prison life around. Just not swearing. That's how big it is. How's our time? 33. 33. Oh, I have so many good ones left. All right, what can I do? Oh, this therapist one I really want to talk about. All right, that went fast, which is very important because if you speak and it went slowly, that's a bad sign. Just thought I'd throw that one out. Well, everybody, uh, don't forget the Rational Bible. That's, that's the most important thing you can have in life is wisdom. And there are not many places to get it. Certainly not from your own heart. That's the big dilemma of our day. People think they could rely on their heart for wisdom. That's another story for another time. So I hope you'll read it. And believe me, I didn't write it to get rich. Nobody writes Bible commentaries to get wealthy. I promise. But it's important. And help Prager you. That's pretty important. We're doing a lot of good work. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next week. Dennis Prager in my home with Otto. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching. If you'd like to keep these fireside chats free, please do by donating to PragerU.